around the world. Thank you for joining us once again here on Talk and Fight, another episode of the Friday Night Panel featuring myself, Grumpy Graham, and Traveling Mike Orr. All right, we've just got uh, three cards really to deal with tonight, and I don't think any major issues except the one that just popped up that we just discussed. Uh, but uh, what do you want to talk about first there, Mike? Honestly, I want to talk about the uh, the Lopez card first, Lopez Conlon. Yep. Uh, you know, Luis, uh, Luis Alberto Lopez. Yep. May have to start calling himself the Road Warrior. Lopez will make his first defense of his IBF featherweight world title against Michael Mick Conlon on Saturday, May 27th. Uh, this one's at the SSE Arena in Conlon's hometown of Belfast. Wow. When was the last time we saw Conlon in the ring? That devastating knockout where he fell out of the ring? <laughs> Is that the one where, where uh, Lee Wood was knocked down first, got up, and then knocked him out? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. I'm pretty sure that's the one, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. So uh, Lopez Conlon uh, and the undercard belts will stream. This one's live and exclusive on ESPN Plus in the United States. And uh, BT Sports will broadcast this one in the UK. Um, you know, honestly, Lopez, he's 27-2, 15 KOs, you know, from Mexico. He navigated a bumpy terrain to become the world champion. And after early career defeats to uh, Abram Montoya and Ruben Villa, uh, stunned his momentum. You know, Lopez thrilled the American fans with his July 2020 split decision victory over Andy Vincia uh, inside the MGM Grand Bubble. Uh, 14 months later, he dominated the unbeaten junior lightweight prospect Gabriel Flores Jr. over 10 rounds. Uh, Lopez then moved to the featherweight and stopped another undefeated foe, Isaac Lowe, in seven rounds at London's York Hall. And then after two uh, stay-busy wins, he received his shot at a title. Uh, turning an expected triumph leads homecoming into disappointment uh, for the, you know, partisan fan. Uh, Conlon, 18-1 and one with nine KOs, turned pro in 2017 after a decorated Irish amateur career that included two Olympic berths, an Olympic bronze medal, and gold medals at the World Championships, European Championships, Commonwealth Games. His double middle finger salute to the judges at the 2016 Rio Olympics turned him into a fighting folk hero, and as a pro, he proved himself on the world stage. Last March, he nearly captured the WBA featherweight crown from Lee Wood in Wood's hometown of Nottingham, England. Conlon in a head on all three scorecards was knocked out in the 12th round of ESPN's Fight of the Year. The yep. Wood disappointment did not linger as Conlon came back later that year with victories over Miguel uh, Mariaga and uh, Kareem Garafi. Uh, at the SEC arena, five months after knocking out Garefi in one round, Conlon returns to a friendly SEC arena uh, confines, prepared to size up his champ uh, championship moment here. So, yeah, this one this is going to be great, man. Uh, you know, we got Nick Ball on the undercard here. Um, Peace O'Leary, both these guys, I've profiled these kids, definitely wants to be watching, man. Uh, you know, Ball's a WB. Uh, C silver featherweight title is up for grabs. Uh, O'Leary's WBC international junior welterweight title is also up for grabs. Uh, your thoughts on any of these fights? Uh, just that I hope uh, Colin wins. Me too. Me too. You know, he, uh, that, that, that was a big upset that he suffered, man, that knockout and, you know, uh, to bounce back from that. Good things. Uh, you know, unlike the, uh, the bounce back that we had with the knockout of the week, man. Wow. Well, there was no bouncing back from that one. But, yeah, then we got to talk about Woods and Laura. We were talking about it. Uh, yeah, discuss. Let's discuss this one. 
So as you know, in, in a nutshell, Mauricio Laura has come in overweight. Right. And therefore, he's been stripped of his WBA crown. So that's why I, despite all the odds, hope that uh, Wood can beat him nonetheless because uh, he is heavier. That's it. I suppose that's if Wood chooses to fight him. I'm sure he will. Uh, but anyway, if Wood then beats Lara, it'll be interesting to see if Wood can then get another rematch against Conlon. Yeah. So from a fight from a fight fan perspective, um, I'm hoping that the the Lara Wood fight goes forward, uh, and I and I hope that Wood wins. But I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be that's a that's a tough one to call. When when I, like I don't know why Lara. First of all, I don't understand why he's not allowed to lose the weight, and uh, secondly, I I don't know. Is he just was he just given up? Uh, you know what? Honestly, like he. He's 26, 2 and 1, 19 KOs. He captured that WBA title by knocking out Wood, uh, you know, down in the seventh round with that stunning left hook at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham. You know, former world champion rose to his feet, but then Ben Davidson threw in that towel to save him. You know, I think he would take this a little more serious uh, to come in overweight uh, in a rematch. You know, was he not taking him serious? Was he, was he thinking that the outcome is going to be the same? You know, Lethal, who was ahead on all three scorecards at the time of that stoppage, you know, gets an immediate shot of redemption against him and one of the most feared punches in the world. And at the top of the stack card features, you know, the former title challenger, Jack Catterall, which is going to be great, too, as well. Right. In this fight. Uh, so, you know, if we're not going to get if we're not going to get the show that we were hoping for, at least Jack Catterall can pick up the uh, the slack, you know, making his matchroom debut against Dara Foley, who's 22-4 and one with 10 KOs. And then uh, Danny Ball taking on Anthony Tomlinson. Uh, this is a good one. And that one's for the vacant English welter title. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really worried uh, if, if this one, you know, like it's, it's upsetting. These guys are paid. You know what I mean? They're, they're paid to come in and, and show up and do what they need to do. To come in overweight is just unacceptable. You know, you can't you can't really say anything about that. It's just, it's it's an unacceptable thing. Not not at the prices they're paying uh, for tickets and pay per view. Uh, is Josh Warrington in that same division? Josh War, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember if uh, the other Josh, Josh Taylor, moved up in weight, but I think he's going up against Tifimo Lopez next month. Yes. Anyway. So there's a there, there might be some rationale for Mauricio Lara moving up in weight. I'm not sure, uh, but I, for one, as a boxing fan, w would like to have seen that fight go down because I would like to have seen Conlon win, Lee would win. I would love to have seen that uh, rematch. Yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> oh, man, that fight. Every time I think about it, man, it puts a smile on my face. Like, what a – right. What a grueling contest. What a way to kick some ass, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So, so it, it's, it's great, though. I mean, having a, on a complete sidebar here, having a, a fight down in Dublin one week and then having a fight in Belfast the next week, uh, the Irish must be loving it, quite frankly. Oh, they are. My cousin was telling me all about it. He just messaged me. Yeah. <laughs> He's telling me I'm missing all the good fights and when I need to get my ass over there. Uh, um, how, how's your betting going? Are you winning? Well, it's going great. 
Are you oh winning? my gosh! Should we should we tell all the people today? <laughs> oh, have you forgotten? <laughs> have we? No, no, no. But you know what, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given to you by a sportsbook will determine how much you could possibly win, even when betting on the same outcome. Yep. Different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for the game lines, player props, and even future bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances on winning long-term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. And you can find the BetStamp app on Apple iOS, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app to access all these benefits. Sign up using our promo code, Talk and Fight, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in the BetStamp account settings afterwards, guys. So do me a favor. Go check it out. www.betstamp.app forward slash talk and fight. Or you know what? You guys can just hit up this QR code right here beside us. Or <laughs> the one that's going to show up right above Graham's head right there, guys. So you got two options, one on either side, whatever you want to do. Just hit it up. Start your winning, guys. You know what it's about. Okay, back to fights. That's where we're at. Um, honestly, the big one I think I'm I'm interested for has to be the uh, Coley Billiam Smith card. Yeah, yeah. this is gonna be uh, a good one. This is gonna be a good one. Honestly, I love this kid, Coley. I've been watching this kid for a while. You know, it's gonna be a great night of boxing in the South Coast Seafront. Uh, it's set for Saturday, May 27th, when the Cruiserweight rivals Lawrence Sasas Coley, 19 and 0 with 14 KOs, and Chris. The gentleman, Billiam Smith, 17-1 and with 12 KOs, will square off in a world championship title clash uh, live and exclusively in the UK and Republic of Ireland on Sky Sports. The biggest boxing event to ever take place on the South Coast will be staged in Bournemouth's biggest venue, the Vitality Stadium, home to Billiam Smith's beloved Premier League football team, the AFC Bournemouth. So, you know, press conference was staged at the historic Landmark Hotel uh, in London on Tuesday uh, to formally announce the event, but uh, with both fighters then due to attend Vitality Stadium later in the evening to stage their first face-off on the pitch at halftime during the AFC Bournemouth's home clash against rival Brighton. Uh, you know, Okoli has held the WBO World Cruiser Championship since his March 2021 stoppage win over Christoph Glowitzki. Uh Since then, he has made three successful defenses uh, most recently, handing New Zealand championship David Light the first loss of his professional career in last month's Manchester encounter. Uh, during his reign, Okoli has watched as a band of bona fide cruiserweight contenders has emerged, all of whom are signed to Boxer, stable and completely exclusive on Sky, uh, Sky Sports. Bournemouth's William Smith and London's Richard Rakapur and Michaela Lull are all homegrown talents who have their eyes on this crowd so you know he's got a he's got a long list of guys that are ready to take this thing away from him uh trainer shane mcguigan several uh several times boxing trainer of the year among numerous sports publications billiam smith has climbed the rank steadily winning first the commonwealth cruiserweight championship and then the european cruiserweight championship to build a solid platform for the world title shot and his army of fans now extends well outside his beloved bournemouth 
thanks to all his action and fighting style. His clash with Isaac Chamberlain in last July's uh, last year was hailed as fight of the year uh, contender at the British Boxing Board of Control annual awards. It became an instant classic for fight fans across the country. So this one's going to be great, man. There's a lot of great undercard action on here. Uh, you know, Law, Law, Chamberlain are also confirmed for this card. The British Championship, Law defending his title is what is sure to be a thrilling, thrilling fight, man. Uh, both those guys, you know, real great Real great volume punches, real fast. It's going to be a, a wonderful event, man, to watch. Um, also, uh, Chris Ardingstall taking on Jay Taylor. Um, this one's going to, this one, you know, this one's going to be good. I like watching this girl get in the ring too, man. Uh, yeah. Sam Egerton is taking on Joe Pigford. Uh, Michael McKinson is taking on Lieben Morales. Uh, just to round out a few on this card, but this one, um, this one's set to be a, a, a good event. This one, I believe, is starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, because I, I I think they didn't they did not want to com compete with the other fights. exactly because the other one gets off at uh, one p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so there's an hour difference there. Uh, you know they'll both have their prelims probably on YouTube to watch or, but yeah, definitely definitely they didn't want to compete. <laughs> the, the the interesting thing about that uh, the main card there uh, is the actual trainers, right? You've actually got Sugar Hill Stewart on one side, McGigan on the other side. Yeah. So, and yeah, these guys, these guys used to be training partners too, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, as I think one of them said, it, it's, it's going to be all business. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be all business. It's going to be great too. I can't so, wait to see it. Uh, then we got, uh, then we got another card. Oh. We got that other card, man. Uh, Alexi Roca. Oh so yes. Of course. Young. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. This one's starting 9 PM, man. Uh, returning to the fight stage as a headliner for the second time of 2023, Alexis Lek Roca, 22 and 1, 14 KOs, will defend his naval welterweight title for the third time against Anthony Juice Young, who's 24 and 2 with 8 KOs. The 12 round welterweight fight, which was originally scheduled for last January, will take place at Fantasy Springs Resort and Casino. Uh, this one gets underway at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, don't want to miss this one, you know. Uh, it's it's just one of those ones, you know. You don't want to miss it. It's boxing. It's great. I love watching these guys. Roca, I've been watching this kid for a long time. Uh, you know, he's very exciting in the ring. You know, hailing from uh, Santa Ana, California. Uh, you know, he comes from a respectable fight family. You know, he's the younger bro brother of Ronnie Rios, uh, who was the youngest fighter to win a gold medal at the Junior Olympics at 14 years old in 2012, and caught the attention of the boxing world as he continued on to become a six-time national champion during his amateur career. Roca signed with Golden Boy in January of 2016 and made an electrifying professional debut in March 2016, knocking out Jordan Rosario at uh, the Belasco Theater in Los Angeles. His only career blemish is a unanimous decision loss uh, in October 2021 um, against Rashidi Ellis, in which he confidably came back with six consecutive wins. Roca locked in the Nabo welterweight title in a unanimous decision victory against Argentinian Luis Alberto Verón uh, in July of 2022 on the undercard of the Ryan Garcia and Javier Fortuna match. Uh, which he successfully defended against Jesus Ricky Perez in October of 2022 and George Ashey in January of this year. So, you know, and then Anthony Juice Young represents Atlantic City, New Jersey. He made his professional debut at 23 uh, on October 28th, 2021 against Conway Hill. Um, 
winning by unanimous decision with only two blemishes on his early career resume. Uh, he's ha had a string of wins, including a stunning upset of former WBO junior middleweight champ Sadim Ali via third-round knockout uh, on the main 2019 Alvarez and Jacobs undercard in Las Vegas. Since then, he's fought victoriously three times, the last being the unanimous decision win over Jose Zaragoza in October of last year. So, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, just one quick note, uh, completely unrelated to this weekend's boxing matches. Uh, I noticed today that Alexander Yusik has finally picked a partner uh, to fight next, and that's going to be, if I'm not mistaken, Daniel Dubois. And, it, and it's going to take place in Poland. Oh, really? Yeah. So that, that's going to be interesting because there there's still talk of that big clash taking place in Saudi Arabia in December where Yusik would fight uh, uh, Tyson Fury and Auntie Joshua would fight Deontay Wilder. That would be a massive heavyweight brawl. But in the meantime, they all have to have tune-up fights. So I, I I heard I heard there's something uh, about Joshua and Tyson Fury uh, for the summer. I also heard that. I, I think this is a case of money talks, though. And at the end of the day, this no matter what's going to happen, seriously, you got to you you have to think that the Saudis are putting their money where their mouths are. Uh, they want to be known as the new Las Vegas of the boxing world. Right. Uh, even even though really the mecca of boxing is Madison Square Gardens, if you ask me, but uh, I th I think you know they they want that that four person bout to go forward, and they're going to pay heavily for it, and the fighters probably are looking forward to it. Uh, but interestingly enough, like could Usyk beat uh, Dubois? That's the question. I I think so. I think he could. I think he has a good possibility. I think he has a good probability of coming out with a win there. Definitely. Well, it's it, it, it's it's starting to clean up that that cluttered heavyweight division as we you know this. You know, there's <laughs> there. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. In the years to come, there are many heavyweights coming up this ranking list that are just there. Are there are? And I think and I think. Now, I, I remember even talking to Christian von Sponach last year about this exact scenario happening where 2023 is going to be this peculiar year where various fighters are obviously going to slip down the rankings. Various fighters are going to maintain their top five positions. But at the end of the day, it's that 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 uh, under uh, that swell, if you will, of uh, new young fighters in the heavyweight division. They're going to make the difference. Not this year. They'll continue to fight. But next year. So, so Tyson Fury has confirmed that talks are underway with Anthony Joshua for September. So at Wembley. Hmm. So, that's interesting. Oh, also, uh, Eddie Herm claims that ESPN won't be renewing their contract with top-ranked promoter Bob Arum because their contract is now out. And hmm. uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's going to be an interesting one. Maybe Bob Arum can offer us a contract to live stream his shows. Hey, sounds good to me. I'm down to do it. <laughs> so you had fun in Niagara Falls last weekend? I did. I did. It was great. Uh, you know, Lucas Batty came through with a wonderful stoppage. Uh, 
put that belt around his waist and walked home the champion. What a great, uh, what a great event. Uh, yeah, definitely. Wonderful. Guys, check it out on our channel. The videos are up. You can see all the fights. Uh, also, uh, you know, Josh Lupia came through with another wonderful stoppage as well of his guy. Uh, yeah, man, that was great. I got bled on during that fight. I heard. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Had to go home, wash my hat, my face, my shirt, you know. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, yeah, shout out to Lee Baxter. Thanks uh, thanks for letting us come, media. Uh, yeah, it was an, a wonderful event. Uh, yeah, that's the Niagara Falls Convention Center. First yeah. time uh, there for boxing. Great venue. Definitely yep. will uh, hit it up in the uh, in the future. Where where are we heading next for a boxing uh, event? Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm heading to Budo ah, uh, for the sparring session for uh, Lee Smith's all-female historical card that's happening June 6th. Good. I'm Good. going to the training. I'm going to the open sparring session where I will be talking to the 60 competitors that have been confirmed that will be showing up. Uh, we will be watching their open workout and their sparring. Uh, we'll be getting some footage of that. And then I will be trying to interview as many of these lovely females that we can we can talk to and uh, find out their thoughts on this historical event and being part of it. So if I'm not mistaken, Lee, Lee is putting together, not Lee Baxter, Lee Smith is putting together uh, a tournament. Yeah. It's an invitational uh, taking place in June. Uh, I know I'm going to be away that weekend, so I can't go, sadly. Um, but this this is going to be great. I mean, for, as far as I can tell, women are coming from across all, the continent. Across, yeah. we have there's, uh, They have confirmed women coming from all over Canada and coming up from the United States as well. Right. Like Boxing USA is supporting this big time. Uh, Mike Michael Campbell, who was actually on Brooke Deardorff's show, um, No Mercy, uh, confirmed that he actually is in. in he's, he's been working with Lee Smith, know who she is, and uh, is, has been supporting this tournament. Uh, he's the head of uh, Team USA Boxing, and uh, he's actually putting on a historical event uh, in Texas that uh, Brooke has now been invited to go to as a as a commentator slash influencer, uh, hopefully she takes that invite and goes. Uh, so that's going to be a historical event for professional women's boxing this year as well. So right. yeah, there's lots of things going on in women's boxing. There is, there is, and it's as it's kind of neat that you and I have sat here for two two and a half years or so and watched this happen before our very eyes, where yeah. we now have an all female tournament, professional yeah. tournament. Yeah. It's going to be and, great. Uh, and happening in Canada. Yeah. So, so you know, I would love to, to it, while you're down there, see if you can get some comments from some of these trainers or uh, gym owners uh, from Canada who had to had to survive the Hayashi reign of terror. So Yes, the Hayashi reign of terror that destroyed Ontario boxing. But as, as, we're as we are noticing right now, it is coming back in a big way and we keep telling carl this and all of his british supporters quite frankly uh you know whether it's women or men we've got champs on both sides of the fence yep. and oh take take a look at better be of he just he just announced now, now i know he's russian born but he's he's now calling quebec his home i forget he but he just announced a fight so that's taking place in quebec and it's going to be fantastic, uh, you know, to, to see that happen. Finally, I mean, boxers are coming to Canada because they recognize there's a huge boxing market here. I think I think we have a comment. Let me just read this comment. 
What would you say is more on the rise, male or female boxing? As male boxing has a lot of new people coming in, uh, but women are starting to get recognized in the boxing world and starting to make a profit. Oh, are they ever starting to make a profit? <laughs> yeah, they are. They're finally, to get, they're finally getting recognition for all the time and effort and struggles that they've they've gone through and put it into this sport. Like, you know, they've had the shit under the stick for a very long time. Uh, like I said, we're, we're approaching we're approaching the time now that it's no longer consult, con considered women's boxing. It's boxing. Right. There's, there's, and, a, there's, a, there's a boxing match going on. Yes, period. there's a boxing match going on. It's not, oh, there's a women's match. It's, right. hey, Taylor, Serrano, boxing match. We're finally taking the woman out of it. The, right? the, 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 the one comment I would have with respect to Evan's comment, comment here is the shenanigans that are still going on on the male side of it. For example, the okay, the Mauricio Laria Lara uh, weight issue that's one, right? But the 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 clomiphone drug issue, okay, what? what the heck? You would think that the men uh, would would recognizing in terms of the cycle of sports, we've we've gone from say the Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier kind of seventies kind of clashes that were amazing. Uh, to the WWF slash WWE and Vince McMahon and his entertainment uh, sport, if you will, to the UFC and MMA, uh, you know, but people are getting tired of seeing men roll around all slicked up in oil. And <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I think boxing, traditional boxing is coming back. And to have women at this compete at this level is great for boxing. And what, what Mike and I are noticing is it's happening around the world, whether you're talking about, uh, you know, a former Eastern Bloc country in Europe, or you're talking about Nigeria or Ghana and the hatred that exists between, quite frankly, those two groups of fighters, even though Ghana is about as small as Canada is compared to America, uh, or whether you're talking about Australia or New Zealand even. Uh, oh, I, I've been mentioning my new show, the crop of fighters coming up from Vietnam, from Thailand, let alone China and Japan and Korea. Like we hardly ever hear about the fights that are taking place in Asia. Uh, but my point is, is both men and women are fighting, uh, not just uh, not just men. So in terms of on the rise, obviously since 2012, uh, when the women were allowed to compete in boxing in the Olympics, you know, since so let's say 2012 be that benchmark, but we have female former boxers on talk and fight who can tell you about all the troubles they've gone through yeah. as professionals to get to this point to see Katie Taylor uh, and, and Amanda Serrano finally get their due uh, to see, uh, you know, guys like McCaskill. I mean, now, now, now we can actually sit here and start naming names. Whereas a couple of years ago, we would maybe have maybe half a dozen, quite frankly, uh, but now we've got uh, a very competitive um, bunch of women, to be blunt, and prob probably all started by Ebony Bridges, if you ask me. That's when, she, <laughs> when she walked out of that fight, like she walked into it as a, a blonde bombshell. Yeah. Admittedly, like that's what she was. I walked into the fight with one of the worst hematomas I've seen in boxing today. <laughs> exactly. Right. And you know what? <laughs> you know Survived? what I mean? Her eye, her eye was worse than the juggernauts when he lost <laughs> his fight a couple of weeks back. His it, eye his eye was not as bad as right. Anthony Bridges' eye in right. that Shannon Courtney fight. 
That was the nastiest thing I've ever seen. I don't even know how she could see out of it. I don't know how they let it continue. But that girl is tough as nails. I don't give a shit what you say or anybody says. That girl can fight and she can take a punch. And you know what? That fight did start an upward an upward momentum for female boxing to show that they're not just pretty girls dressing these little skirts, going out there and banging it out. No, they're showing that they're true warriors in there. They're whooping ass and they're taking names and they're just climbing these, you know, climbing, climbing these ranks, man. And it's crazy. So, so how, how are we going to enjoy your show tomorrow? Are you going to go live streaming these interviews that you're doing? Uh, or, or sparring no, I, was thinking, I was thinking maybe I would just record it all and we put it all together in some sort of like little series maybe drop up some shorts here and there um yeah yeah you know what i'll I'll definitely drop some shorts um you know on our on our social media and stuff of uh of the sparring because you know sparring gets heated just like uh just like fights and these girls are going to be sparring the people that they will be fighting against so you know people will be bringing their a game and definitely we will be there to see it uh apparently i've told there are going to be some awards that are going to be given out as well so we definitely catch that award ceremony part uh we'll probably live stream that the the award ceremony and see you know just uh you know put it out there because this is a big event we're going to be part of it i can't wait Uh, i'm glad to be part of it actually and glad to be grabbing all the footage that's uh you know going to be seen around the world what you might want to do just a thought live on the air uh do an interview with lee smith live and ask her about the ken hayashi reign of terror (laughs) (laughs) go go live on air and uh, live stream it to the world because not many people realize what that guy did to boxing in canada specifically here in ontario and you know taking us out of the picture um you know but it's like mike and i have just said it's rebounding in a very big way and we used to have Friday night fights at Maple Leaf Gardens. Maple Leaf Gardens, I know. People like George Chevallo and 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 you know Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Ali. Muhammad Ali fought there. Yes, I'm saying like we used to be the mecca for Canadian boxing, and yeah. Ken Hayashi destroyed that destroyed and allowed it. Montreal to take that away from us. Yep. So I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, reports tomorrow. Uh, I hope you'll do some shorts just to let the fans know where you're at, what you're doing, why you're there. Uh, and again, to give those women the support they they truly deserve. Not that they need it. They deserve it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's going to be great. You're going to have a lot of fun, too. Oh, I'm going to have a ton of fun. The, 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 already... the, uh, are, are, you, are you taking young Evan? Are yes, you taking... I'm, taking, I'm taking the new cameraman. The, the, uh, the, the, gim- the gimbalized Evan? The, gim- the gimbalized, wonderful shot getting wonderful shot getting evan uh he's really good with the camera he's really got that gimbal down down hard uh he's got the reach to get it in the ring further than i can so you know (laughs) his shots look a little better sometimes but yeah definitely we're gonna get some great footage tomorrow uh some great interviews oh he says he'll be there so there we go there i'm expecting i'm expecting to see great things i know uh our technical staff have done a great job of uh, allowing uh, young Evan to incorporate all of his great footage automatically. So, and I don't really know how this all works. So I'm not the tech <laughs> guy, but but the the report I just read just while, while you're doing the bet stamp thing, uh, the report I just read was uh, it might be on our talk and fight site right now uh, when Evan shot an entire card 
and all those fights are now matched up. They're named and tagged, and uh, it looks great. Um, so I'm really happy with what Evan's doing, and uh, and I hope you guys get some great interviews tomorrow, some great sparring footage. Uh, let's see some blood. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It'll be great. Well, that's all the boxing we got to talk about. So yeah, I guess that's it. I guess that's it for tonight. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a, another great show by both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, our friends down in Philadelphia. I know Tim Witherspoon's on the road right now. Yep. Um, I don't know where Jay ended up this weekend. He's probably still in Florida. Um, but uh, the sun. <laughs> but uh, our friends in Philadelphia who have uh, asked us uh, to share our content with them, uh, that is going to start to happen potentially as early as next week. Excellent. So uh, Talk and Fight will be reaching, roughly speaking, 60 million households uh, through the Raku network, but also will be incorporated into um, what's called lineal TVs. Uh, so huge screens. And instead of having to search for boxing, you'll just, it'll be one of those applications that's on the bottom of the screen. Yep. So you just scroll through, click, boink and we'll be part of it we'll be part of it one, one of the good things that uh, the boxing channel uh will have I, I don't know what's going to be branded as at the moment uh but one of the things he's done uh he's licensed um a bunch of really classic fights and documentaries and i don't know if you're a fan of history or not but ken burns has done a great job of documenting the american civil war and he's also done a bunch of documentaries on famous boxers, um, including some that we've mentioned in the past, especially Lou Eisen. So, um, you know, we fit right in with the program and all of our content is well, well welcomed by, by Alex and his crew down in Philadelphia. And I can hardly wait to, to get that stuff on, on TVs uh, legitimately and like bring boxing back into the fore, you know, as yeah, a legit, legitimate sport as is golf, as is tennis, as is football, as is soccer, whatever. Uh, I, I don't know how boxing lost its space, but it's coming back. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we, and we are part of it. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> Here we come to zone. We're coming for you. Yeah, right. For real. Let's do it. We're coming after you. All right, Mike, enjoy your ride home. And All right. uh, I'm really looking forward to the footage tomorrow. Excellent. Uh, say Thanks hi to it. Evan for me. Make sure he's uh, a good boy and uses that gimbal. Oh, I will. I'll make sure he's on it. Don't worry. He'll get that fight footage. All right, cool. Yep. All right, talking Fight fans, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Friday Night Panel with Grumpy Graham and yours truly, Mike Orr from Knuckle Up. Doing what we do best, man, reporting on boxing. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Peace. Awesome. Thanks, Mike.